Welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Stacey Kopass with us today. She's the queen, not of Australia, but the queen of resilience. Stacey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today, Uma. Thanks so much. You're uh, all the way in Sydney. It's six something in the morning, so I appreciate you uh, getting dolled up. Uh, I know you're wearing pajamas from here down, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, like to, I like to call it newsreader style. And we've been able to do that a lot over the last few years, haven't we? So um, you're the newsreaders on TV, you see them in their, oh, yeah. their suits on the top and you see them in their board shorts at the bottom. So I think we've all been able to do that over the last few years. It's good fun. So they have CNN is, uh, you know, a, a worldwide uh, brand name. But when the early days they were on a shoestring budget and one of the lights when they were actually doing a live broadcast kind of popped and something hot went down and landed on the anchor's lap. He said, and my pants are on fire. <laughs> it just kind of went on. And that's resilience, right? And uh, so to have resilience, I'm going to get you to define it in a moment. Uh, well, let's define it first, and then we'll play with what resilience really means. What is release, resilience to you, Stacey? To me, I have a slightly different take on resilience to most. Um, I've found, particularly in a business context, that over the years, resilience seems to have become synonymous with coping. And I feel that that sort of sets a really low bar for it. I think that that's the, that's the, the starting point of resilience is how do you cope with challenges, things not going to plan, adversity and such. But I like to look at it as a step further, I like to look at it is how do we actually grow, learn and become stronger by being challenged? And I look at it, how do we grow through challenges rather than just go through them? And how do we thrive rather than just survive? And I also see resilience rather than a reactive strategy. I see resilience as a proactive strategy. It's something that through doing rituals and practices on a regular basis, we can build up our resilience. And I was I was in an interview recently and someone said, oh, so it's like a capacity building. And I'm like, that's exactly how I see resilience. It's building a capacity. Um, whereas a lot of the time people say, you know, resilience is, is purely how do you react or respond or cope when something doesn't go to plan? So I sort of see resilience as probably 75 to 80% proactive and then that 20 25 percent is how do you react and respond in the moment when you hit with a challenge so uh, i'm going to pop another phrase out there get your take on it and then we'll kind of see how these two two things connect being comfortable in one skin what does that mean to you yeah i think being comfortable in one skin is 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 really being connected with who you are yeah and actually like and then learning to love that so I think first of all it starts with figuring out who you are like who you are what you are why are you here right and then beginning to love that um so and that like I think just even like that phrase to some people would make them feel very uncomfortable and the being comfortable in one skin yeah so I think very much uh, 
in order to be comfortable in one's skin, and before I go down that path, that if you are comfortable in your skin, you have a certain level of resiliency that just naturally comes with that. So that's why I'm connecting the two. But in order to feel comfortable in your skin, uh, you need to know who you are, as you uh, articulated earlier. And most people don't. They have an illusion of who they think they are. I actually call it the delusion. This is who I think I am. But this is what I show people on the outside world. Look at me, I'm pretty and amazing. And then we have this internal version of ourselves. And we have that third space, which is who we actually are. And I think knowing that gives you a foundation to build an amazing life. And that foundation allows you to be resilient. And when you have a, a footing that's not solid, then it's really hard to be resilient because uh, there's no foundation there. Yeah, I agree. And and also when there's a, a different version of, you know, oneself being projected, that takes a lot of effort. And that, that. that's the other thing. Yeah. So people put up, put in all this effort to project a version of themselves that they either feel that other people need to see or want to see, or there's that sense of, are they not good enough as they are? And sometimes people just don't even take the time to really spend time with themselves to really discover that. I think that's a, you know, why, why there's so much just addiction. Everyone's running from something or running, you know, running, 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 but not actually stopping and spending that time with, them, with, with themselves. And that's why, I, for me personally, I think that's been one of the biggest gifts of the last few years is all of the external circumstances became almost impossible and really we did if if we we looked at the gift in it we actually then go well everything external is so challenging and so difficult take the time to come back and go okay let's just sit with myself and i love the phrase that the way forward is inward i love um, that too but i i think okay. uh, i'll challenge you in what you're saying stacy that this crazy talk that you're talking about for a lot of people, they rather walk on broken glass than look inward or take the time to have silence. Uh, I know I have this, this device here that keeps me, uh, when I want to be distracted, I can be distracted. And when I don't want to look at my problems, obviously I see your Stacy. Let me help Stacy. How could Stacy? So uh, we've lost that art of looking inward because once you do that, I think uh, this is an authentic version of, of me, of you. And when we reach that, uh, it allows us to portray that to the outside world. And people feel safe around that kind of human being because it's like, oh, Stacy, when she's on stage or meeting the uh, prime minister of Canada, Trudeau, or just hanging out with Umar, it's the same person shows up. And there's uh, very few people that end up doing that. And the people that do that just feel comfortable in this amazing gift that we have, this body. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And that's and that's some of the feedback that I've gotten over the years that, um, you know, people will come and see me speak at an event and afterwards they'll go, oh, my gosh, you're totally the same or you're totally the same as who I saw in a YouTube video. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's it. Um, and it's just so and, – and, and I think the more that – the more of us that do that, then I think that that makes it – it gives people permission to do that as well. Um, but as you said, people would rather walk on broken glass, the smartphone. It's never been easier 
to be distracted or to numb or to seek an escape and you know mentioned before about spending time in silence and as soon as you said that word silence just a line of a song just popped into my head I'm a bit of a human jukebox so I hear a couple of words and my brain goes oh song song starts playing in my head um sober by pink and there's a line in that song that says the silence scares me because it screams the truth. Mm. And I'm just like, yeah. first time I heard that, I was just like, whoa, how powerful is that? And that kind of lyric, I, I'm not sure where uh, they got that, but you can tell that it could be just in that one of those quiet moments where you kind of go, oh, my God, I am whatever we end up being. And sometimes uh, we are like freaking fantastic. And sometimes we realize that it's just bravado or we realize that the reason my mother-in-law drives me nuts is, oh, my God, it's not her. It's me. <laughs> when you get one of those, you can only get that in those silent moments. So you were talking about this is something that we can develop this muscle, this capacity. So uh, the reason I think is really important is people give up too easily. And if you have resilience, so we were talking about sales. In sales, uh, people need to hear rejection a few times before they get the yes. This is not to be like a pain in the butt. I'm going to force you to buy something, Stacy, that you don't want, and I don't care you're buying it. But if it's like, Stacy, would you like to buy this? And you go, well, right now it's not the right time. It's like, oh, okay. Almost like a, whew. when would be the right time? Six months? I'll call you then. And it's less like we dodged a bullet rather than uh, pushing back a little bit. Like, why do you want to wait? Uh, Resilience allows you to do that. So how do we build that muscle? Yeah, it's there's there's simple strategies that you can use. And the way I look at it, it's very much like going to the gym. So when you go to the gym, you are doing very simple, repetitive tasks mm. and you do them over the time, then the compounding effect then builds strength. Yeah. And so resilience, very much like that. So um, I, in my, in my book, How to Be Resilient, I broke down principles of resilience. And then since that, since I, I wrote that book, then I've then broken it down further into what are the specific rituals we can use to build those aspects of resilience. So yeah. the first one, like if people go, where's, where's the, you know, where's the simplest place to start? And for me, it's gratitude. And the, but I have a little bit of a different perspective on gratitude mm -hmm. um, because most of the time we hear people go, oh, look, keep a gratitude journal and, you know, write down three to five things that you're grateful for in the morning and three to five things that you're grateful for in the afternoon. Now, I tried that. And, and when I try things, I try things over time. I don't just try something once and go, no, nah, I didn't like it, didn't work because that's, it's an oh, easy yeah, no, it's, and it's an, also an easy thing. Oh, no, I tried that once. Um, so I tried it for, a, you know, a period of like 60 days. And at the at the end of it, I, I, I reflected and I'm like, did this create an experience of gratitude for me? And the answer for me was no. I, I found that it felt like a chore. It felt like an obligation. It felt like there was, it just didn't, did not, it felt a little bit wanky for me, mm -hmm. um, if, if that makes sense. So over time, then I started to go, well, how can I create an experience of gratitude that feels real and is simple and I can do anywhere, anytime and really, and so can anyone with no excuses. 
And so what I found works best for me is I use a gratitude mantra. A mantra. A mantra, yes. And so I use a gratitude mantra and I use that in the morning when my alarm goes off. I hit stop on the alarm, never snooze, always stop. And then before I, you know, before I get out of bed, I take a moment, a couple of deep breaths, and I say, thank you for the opportunity to be who I am, where I am, with what I have at this moment in time. Mm. Thank you for the opportunity to be who I am, where I am, with what I have at this moment in time. And that just grounds you so completely in the moment. And I've said combining that with good breath. And it's just such a great way to start the day. And then I bookend that. So at the end of the day, get into bed, turn the light out. And the last thing that goes into my programming before I go to sleep, thank you for the opportunity to be who I am, where I am, with what I have at that at this moment in time. And so I'm programming my programming my, my mind and that so that whatever's running in my head overnight is an experience of gratitude. I wake up and it's gratitude. And then any time during the day, say, you know, we, we, you know, we're talking about the context of sales, say it has been one of those things where there's been a day where there's just been, you know, no after no after no after no. You know, it hasn't been just a, you know, thank you and walk away. But there's been that dialogue and there's been that exploration to get a deeper understanding of of where that that no at that time is coming from. And sometimes you can feel like, you know, just it just, it just feels impossible. And yeah. they're, they're the times, again, to just stop, take a couple of deep breaths, lift the shoulders, exhale, and just go, thank you for the opportunity to be who I am, where I am, with what I have at this moment in time. And it's just such a good reset. So I want to backtrack a bit because something that really sparked my interest. You said that in the morning you do this mantra with good breath. So are you claiming that you wake up with good breath in the morning? Because I have to brush my teeth to get good breath. Yeah. Oh, I love it. There's a difference between good breath and um, good breathing. And, yes. And 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 beautiful aromatic aromatic breath, isn't there? <laughs> I there love is. it. So before I we go any further, let's go uh, listen to one of our sponsors because it's all about mindset. Uh, here's mindset boosters. If you're ready to let go of anxiety, let go of uncertainty, let go of doubt, Mindset Boosters gives you the ability to decide how you act and feel in any situation. Ready to take charge of your mindset? Go to MindsetBoosters.com. So if anybody wants to check this out, if you look way over there, there's a QR code. It'll take you to the site. Play around with it. It'll change your mindset. It'll change your life. So Stacey, I love that mantra. And uh, dear listeners... Uh, there are many ways to get to San Francisco, and this is certainly one of them. And uh, find what works for you because, you know, having that confidence in yourself is so critical. What's another technique people can use to uh, develop uh, resilience? Yeah, the other one, my, as, as, along with gratitude, my, my other non-negotiable um, and is journaling. And a lot of people go, eh, journaling, oh, my gosh, I'm not a writer. I don't know what to write about. And, or, again, I tried that once and I picked up the pen and I didn't know what to write. And for me, then uh, the way I encourage my clients to start journaling is is a commitment to write just one sentence. Mm. And and then the, the prompt that I ask people to or suggest people to start with, if, again, the blank page can be quite daunting, but at the end of the day, 
this is this is one of my before I you know go and clean my teeth and get ready for bed of a night activity is just to start with the start the sentence today I had the opportunity to mm, nice and complete and complete the sentence and you know to me it starts to again we, we're all about looking about we want to look for opportunities we're not looking for problems because again you get what you focus on that old the, the saying about you know, you know where where focus goes energy flows and so we want to start to condition ourselves to look for the good and so if you can just write that sentence today i had the opportunity to and 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 just commit to the sentence often you'll find that over time then that sentence turns into two sentences three sentences i have some nights where i keep my journal electronically and i've had sometimes it's turned into two thousand words wow nice two thousand words um, because it's just it's wherever that this just a, you start with a sentence and then it's incredible where it goes um, because what I love about journaling is it gives you the opportunity to be more self-aware of your thought processes getting them out and then looking at looking at them back um, you can actually start to be more aware of the language that you use because language is a huge part of resilience um, because I see that how you describe a situation is how you experience a situation and people have a tendency to be overly dramatic and overly negative about how they describe things and let's say they awfulize situations yeah. and it's in the word uh, you should coin it awfulize awfulize yeah. I have to do two versions though. I've got to do the Australian Canadian and English spelling and I've got to do the American spelling you know whether whether it's the s or the z isn't it so which is um, quite silly isn't it it was that old adage you know uh two countries separated by a common language uh Britain and uh the U the U.S. so uh let's play a game Stacy let's play a game uh why don't we each come up with a technique that would allow someone to be more confident or love themselves more or just build a happier life? And the things I liked about your two examples so far, so you know I'm cheating, I'm, I got two of your best ones out of the way, so I got a fair shot at this, is that uh, uh, it was bloody simple, that you don't have to do these complicated things, just do something, something small to move forward. So would you like to kick us off? And let's see how many we can get done in the remainder of the show. Simple techniques okay. for people to be awesomer, happier, more loving. Yeah. And the beauty of it, like simplicity is amazing because a lot of people um, talk about, like they think, oh, it's too simple. And they look for something more complicated. But there's such power in simplicity. And simplicity is one of my, 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 my personal and business values. It's how can we distill this down to the most simple way? Um, and then obviously there's a compounding effect of simplicity. Yeah. So a short that you, you'd probably like a lot. It's one of my favorites. It's uh, Einstein. Number one, if you want to look intelligent, you do an Einstein quote. It kind of rubs off on you. Uh, it goes something like this. I don't care for simplicity, but simplicity on the other side of complexity is a beautiful thing. And oftentimes, uh, if you think about it really hard, you come up with this amazing, simple thing to do. So it's not just like a, people throwing it out there thoughts gone into it to allow it to be simple. So kick us off, Stacey. What's your first piece of advice? Okay. So as far as building your level of confidence, um, I my one of my go-tos is music. 
and it's one of my rituals for resilience. So the idea there is if you can find a song, I, I recommend people find what a go-to song, have it on your phone, have it accessible all the time. What is the one song that you can play that if you then immerse fully in it, you sing, you move, um, you know, I used to just say dance, but then a lot of men would go, eh. I'm like, okay, perhaps you can do some shadow boxing to it. It's whatever yeah, you very do. Much, very yeah. Much. yeah. So shadow boxing. Um, I actually like the shadow boxing myself personally, but whatever you can do to fully immerse in a song and move with that, with that beat of the song. So, um, you know, sing along, move with it. And it's just incredible how, the just the the movement the increase in the breath it just can completely shift the way you feel in three to five minutes again these really simple things um so and then i've actually created a, a playlist on spotify called resilience rocks oh, and yeah so we'll link for it in the show notes yeah i'll pop the link over to you so resilience rocks and um you know, there's a lot that's mainly rock because right. that's my, my so vibe. Music, moving us. Love it. Yeah. And how about, how about yours? So one for me would be uh, each day reach out to someone that means something to you and let them know uh, what attribute they have that you love. And just by doing that, it just uh, – it makes their day. You don't take people for granted. And just that warmth feeling that you get from doing something for just the hell of I want Stacy to feel good because she's important to me. I'm going to share this thing with her makes me feel good about myself. And it lets me uh, just have a better, more fun day. Number three for you, Stacy, what would you recommend as your next piece of advice? Sunshine. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Something powerful about sunshine. Um, I like to say that I'm solar powered. Mm. I, used, I used to say that I was a reptile and I needed to, but I'm like, no, I'm solar powered. I get a lot more energy from the sun. And so I find, again, on those days where it, it might be, you know, might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed and um, things might be a little bit more challenging than usual, then I find if I can get out onto my balcony in the afternoon. And what I love to do is I like to just sit and close my eyes and I like to say that my eyelids are my solar panels mm. and just feel the sunshine on my eyelids and just be super present in that moment. And there's just something, such a life force around the sun. Yeah, it's the force of our solar system. And for some people, it's a very uh, morning thing that when you wake up, go out in the sunshine and it attunes your body to this is the rhythm of sleep and it just locks it in more. So uh, here is uh, my next one. So it'd be number four. Uh, we're not counting the two you did earlier. Uh, <laughs> is how could I make this interview better? Or how could I make this sales appointment better? Or how could I, I'm going to the convenience store to pick something up. How could I make that experience better? And just by asking that question, it opens up your mind and you'll always get an answer. How can I make this interview better? I could smile more, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, better is such a beautiful word. Yeah, I, I love that. And I guess I'm going to piggyback on what you just oh, nice. said. There. I'm going to go a, a yes and on this one. 
Um, and I think anytime we were, we're out, then making a conscious effort to make eye contact and smile to st- smile with strangers. Those little tiny micro connections that you have with a complete stranger, it might even be just a split second. Mm. But there's something so powerful about it because so often when people are out and about, you know, they're, they're these days on their phones more than anything, even while they're walking around and or they're just, they're, they're you know, looking at the ground or, you know, they, they, just, they don't actually make eye contact with the people around them. And that was one of my favourite things to just go and even just, you know, jump on a train, do do those type of things and just smile and make eye contact. Sometimes like just a smile and an eye contact turns into a conversation that you otherwise may never have had. And the other thing is you never know what is going on in someone else's world. Um, you know, you hear these stories about that, that somebody was, you know, was, at, at such a low point in their life that they'd made a decision that that day was going to be their last. Right. But then some stranger actually made them feel seen even for a moment. And that smile could actually save someone's life. And yeah. again, it's so simple. Absolutely. And I think uh, I love that. Just taking the moment to acknowledge another human being is, is so important. I guess one of the things is really asking people this question, even in a sales context or a life context. So I'm going to ask you that question to kind of demo it. Stacy, uh, you do a lot of teaching. Uh, what do you value about that? What's important to you about teaching? To me, the, the, the value in teaching is being able to share something that I've experienced that, again, it seems, seems so simple and so effortless in times for me, but being able to then articulate that, particularly with simplicity, in right. a way that makes it so doable and achievable and tangible and, oh, my gosh, I could do that. I don't see any barriers to it. It's a gift, and I think that like teaching is one of the most ultimate gifts, and and I love that. And again, just really starting to connect, as you as you said, getting to know what what people value. Yeah, is, and is, just like asking that question, a, for that person, and B, uh, I'm really interested in what you value in the craft that you do, and just the uh, you could see the connection with you and I increased immediately. Uh, something that you came up with that you articulated that I did not know before is that you really see this as a gift. And so, yeah, asking people that uh, lets them be heard. And also you get to know them and at some level they get to know themselves as well. Because sometimes when they articulate that, it's like, holy shit. Yeah, that is important to me. So the tennis ball is on your side of the court, Stacy. Yeah. And and what I love about this too is it's, I, I always look at it as like conversations create content, conversations create context, yeah. create connection. There's so much valuing in conversations. And, and I think, and again, and questions, it's, it's asking thoughtful questions when you are interacting with other people and being super present and listening, listening for their answers, not listening to respond and yes. that's such a big one. And I know that was something I was super guilty of 
when I was younger and I realized it was because in my in my in my you had to you had to um you had to interrupt to get your word in and so it was always just trying to get your point across rather than listening um and what I think one of the other the things that can just be super powerful for people is is you know if you were not you and I to, were to meet for the first time and we're sitting down over a cup of tea and I just go tell me the Uma story nice yeah and that's a brilliant question Superb. I love that. So I'm going to do my last one. Then I'm going to ask, change the game. Uh, so what's the last thing I want to share on how to kind of make people feel valued, more confident, more loved? So getting to know someone, uh, one of the things I ask people is, who is the teacher that you had that you loved? And they go, oh, so who's the teacher for you, Stacey, in your education? Who's the teacher that you kind of go, oh, my God. I'm so happy I had this person as a teacher. Yeah, I think one of the ones that um, that that I have a moment that stands out the most for me was my year ten English teacher. Mm. My year ten English teacher, Mr. Morris, and and the and yeah, it was just one of it was and it was not even to do with English. You know, we had the that, same person. It was my grade nine teacher, Mr. Higgins. And he taught English and it wasn't about English. It was about life and living. And it was like magical. Exactly. And so I asked that question for, for people. Then I asked them the follow-up question, which is how did they get the best work out of you? How did they get you to go above and beyond? And then the person says, oh, they just gave me an, uh, a direction to go in and they'll let me go. Or someone else says, well, they gave me a clear instructions what they wanted. And then people reveal how they want to be led. And you get them to connect with a teacher that they loved and it changes their entire being. And then while they're in the state, you say, well, how do they get the best out of you? And they go, well, the way they got the best out of me was this, this, this. And then as a leader, I go, okay, I know how to lead Stacy now in the way that she needs to be led. And that's a great way of honor that person and also help them be more confident and get the best out of them. So as we change the game, Stacey, at the end of our thing, what question do you have for me? When's this podcast over? Other than that, what question do you have for me? <laughs> yeah. What I would love to know, what, what has surprised you most about being a podcast host? That's a good question. Uh, what surprised me most? I guess what surprised me most is that everybody has something valuable to share with the world. And sometimes they don't have the uh, uh, platform to share it, or sometimes they don't have the right host asking them that question that allows them to share it. But uh, oftentimes we see ourselves uh, smaller than we are. But our friends can go, oh, my God, Stacey's like freaking magnificent. Uh, and so, yeah, just knowing that people have valuable things to share. You just need to get them in the right state, ask the right questions, and listen to what they say without. Like the reason I do this is uh, my highest value is learning. And so when I'm asking questions, it's uh, to learn 
something new from Stacy that uh, I can go, oh my God, that's like total BS or, oh my God, that's genius. Or I'm not sure what that is, but I'm going to put that on the fence till I figure it out. But uh, so, yeah. So for me, I'm very selfish. I just want to learn uh, new things. And Stacy came out to play to teach me. So thank you, Stacy. Thank you. It's been such a wonderful conversation and a great way to start my day. And we're going to put all the links below so you can find Stacy. And this is one of the critical life skills is to be more resilient. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for your kids. Do it for the people that uh, follow you. Because if you talk a good game and say, you got to be resilient, never give up, do this, do this, do this, and you don't practice it, that's not helpful. So want to be resilient? Tune into Stacy and Stacy, hang on as we kind of do an outro and we'll chat after the show's over. Wonderful. Have a great day. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming and that is the fastest way to get better results. 